You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK and I'm here with the boys, Andy. Footy's back, footy's back. Colby, good to see you bud. Hey guys. Alright, so today we'll be wrapping up all the trials. We watched all the games from the weekend. I hope you did enjoy all the different updates on the different social medias. So go over to Facebook, we're back, and also Instagram, Talking League Pod, or Twitter at Talking League One. Thank you to everyone that's left us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate that. And do remember that the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, that's open now. So $500 cash prize, free to enter. So invite your family and friends. Just head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com. For more info, all the info will also be in the episode notes. But boys, let's rip in some really great games from the weekend. First things, Roosters and Canberra, Corbs. We both watched the reserve grade game at that 2 p.m. on the Saturday. And Joseph Sawali, he stood out. And then we got tricked into Sam Walker playing as well. But what did you take out of the reserve grade game? Yeah, I thought Blocker was commentating with a few errors, but the <laughs> Suwali was good. I know everyone ripped on him, but he's still 17-year-old and ran over a couple of big blokes uh, to score that second try. Had some pretty crazy touches, yeah, for your sort of debut into the big grade. Mm. Like I think, yeah, he's still in year 12, so yeah, he all the hype is for real with him. Uh, Horsburgh was decent. Uh, other than that... He's on report, but twice. Not, yeah, Josh Ralph was looked really good too for... Um, the Roosters, who I thought was Walker. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was after his cool little chip and chase last week. So I know he's got a lot ahead of him, but definitely a black booker. Yeah, interesting first grade game. And the Roosters came out right on top. After 10 minutes, they were just absolutely just blowing Canberra away. Then Canberra came back into that game. But what was really noticeable, Corby, was, was Angus Crichton. And I think if you don't know, think, if you want to know who your captain is and you want to lose maybe a Cleary or Cook, have a look at the Roosters trial game because, for me, Angus Crichton was just next level, and I think this will just translate into the NRL this year. Yeah, he looked like a man amongst boys playing. He was he looked so fit. He's got a shit man bun with his little goatee. That's about the only negative I could find in him. Other than that, he looked ruthless. It, yeah, and that duel, like, if you don't pick him, he's nearly got to be your first pick, I'm sorry. Yeah, same were as I. Licking, were you licking your lips, Tico? When, oh, when yeah. And they switched him over to the left, which is probably confirmation that Boyd Corden not going to be seen anytime soon. And the other guy that was probably flying on the radar, and if you can do this in a draft scenario, because I did it, pick up Tupanua as well, because he was just as good as Crichton. They were hitting the edge so hard. The amount of offloads and tackle breaks between the two of them. Like, if you want to double your one-two punch, and you're able to do it in the... Because that edge position is going to be quite vital as well. Tipanu is right under the radar, so I think that's someone you should be considering. But Corbs, Josh Corby, your namesake, sorry, Josh Hodson, your namesake, <laughs> he had an absolute blinder. Like, remember when Ryan Flack picked him in the third round, we were all laughing. He might have been on something because he was vintage Hodson. What does he know? What does he know? Yeah, he, he he looked like Cam Smith's out and Hodjo's like, I'm going to be the, the gun hooker. He, he looked very Cam Smith-esque, just how he was around the ruck. 10 out, just jump out and just have those. And he's quite lucky in having some pretty decent uh, big forwards in the middle there. And just, yeah, was hitting them every time. It, two tries this did he early on. Um, yeah, he looked really good and just smart out of dummy half. Didn't miss a beat. He looked unreal. Mm. The other guy that was really impressive, Joseph Tarpany. He was really good in the All-Stars, but his footwork near the line, they're looking for someone to take over from Bateman as that kind of X-factor guy. Put your name on a Joseph Tarpany. He was unbelievable. Hudson Young was another one that really stood out. He had a nice little try off Hudson as well. And did he catch your eyes, well, Corbs? Yeah, and I think he's locked up that um, edge spot out on the right there. So uh, mm. Hudson Young, I would lock him in. He yeah. played lock, sorry if you don't mind asking. No, no, he played Tarpany. on the right edge. Oh, Tarpany, Tarpany played. Oh, Tarpany was locked. Yeah, yeah, he got some good minutes too. But it was actually quite noticeable how much... Hodgson actually used George Williams as well. Jack Wyden didn't actually come into the game until he scored that try, a very individual try where he beat four players. And I think that's what I think that's what will happen as well. I think George Williams will take control of the game until around that thirty minute, and that's when you'll see Jack really come into that game. You you uh, quoted these stats before saying how Hodjo and George Williams score better, or Williams scores better with Hodjo, and then he left, 
and uh, Whiten doesn't <laughs> score as well. And that seemed to be the case on the weekend. And as a Whiten owner in the draft, I was like, damn, that TK, he's <laughs> good. He's good. I, I told you. Hey, Corbs, tell me about your mate, Bailey Simonson. Uh, before we keep going, though, look, <laughs> these are trials, so it's not going to be set in stone. You can gain a little bit of insight into what might be the uh, round one and uh, what's going to happen for the season. But, again, it is a trial. Yes, Simonson, Simonson, I think I say it wrong every time. Uh, he, I've, I've bagged this guy a few times, just saying that he's not fantasy relevant. And I think they, the fantasy uh, stats page had him at one for his half of footy. Uh, yeah, it's I just true. He did nothing. I just don't see him yeah, being a pick in my team or anyone's team. But yeah, people will pick him because he's cheap and he's got a wing spot. Yeah, the, probably the other things from the game, Horsburgh got put on report on both games. He played reserve grade and first grade and he got put on report for two shoulder charges. So <laughs> apart from his, carry over? From, yeah, probably. So <laughs> he could be missing for quite a while. He's already on his little drink driving thing, so he's in a lot of trouble. But Josh Morris, he got named and then didn't take the field. So Ikevalu played from the start. So maybe something behind the scenes happened with Josh in the warm-up. The other thing that probably everyone's got to get note of, uh, Adrian, not Adrian Lamb, Lachlan Lamb, he was playing 5-8, and it was quite noticeable that the halfback, Hutchison, was actually taking the majority of the kicking in the first half. Lamb did come in on his own when Sam Walker came on in the second half, and Sam Walker is very impressive. He scored a try off Angus Crichton, he had a try assist for Teddy, and then he had another one disallowed that he put someone over, but it was 100%. It was 100% a try. So he had some good stats, John. I was the Canberra Raiders were only running their second team, but it was it was pretty impressive for his first one in the in the top grade. And the other goal was Adam Kieran, and he ran between. He came on originally for Jake Friend at hooker, and then he played a little bit of back row in the second half as well. And probably the most outstanding thing from the thing was we got confirmation that Takiaho is the kicker, but the backup kicker was Teddy. So he ended up kicking one from two, and he got those kind of minutes kicking between 10 minutes of each of the side of halftime where the Roosters are very dangerous. So, yeah. Does uh, Kiri kick? In terms of general play kicking or goal no, kicking? No, look, T- yeah, goal kicking. Nah, nah. So Teddy has it as uh, second I, string. I think so because Lamb could kick and they didn't that pick him. so in. juicy for fantasy. Yeah, oh, very good. Maybe maybe Robbo's got a fantasy team and he just he's captaining <laughs> Teddy <laughs> every week. He and all the coaches play. Yeah, that was a weird one, but but moving on, the next game that we had on our radar was your game. It's probably the the weakest game of the round, and that was the Storm game, wasn't it, Corby? There was just the Storm Newcastle game where the Storm ended up just absolutely walloping him. The halftime score, I've got it here written down somewhere. I think it was twenty two six. I think at or eighteen nil at halftime. Finished up at thirty to ten, but just literally had no intensity of it. Really cost you. Why don't we start at the costing part of things? Harry Grant. Yeah, yeah Harry Grant. Bastard, cool. Here's my first pick in draft. That's That hurts. Uh, yeah, the old cliche, it looked like a training run for the Storm. Knights, I don't know what was going on. I think they were just trying to work out a few things, but nothing was really working. Uh, Harry Grant was a big one out of it. I think we'll get news uh, on the Monday when this is being released. Uh, so we'll find out. I think they were saying maybe four weeks. Um, yeah, but three yeah, four weeks, I was saying. Wait for scans on confirmation of that. Uh, Pappenhausen is the goal kicker and he started off with one from the sideline. So that's a, a win for any Pappenhausen owners Talk or about the those looking to get him. That was a very emotional game for you. like <laughs> Ups and downs, rollercoaster. Oh, it, it started already, trial games. It, fantasy is an emotional game. Another thing <laughs> that's dangerous for, for you, Corbs, or for Grant owners is Brandon Smith. He looked yeah. electric out of when he jumped on and took over. Oh, no. Was, it, Amazing. But are you rubbing this in that. that the fact that he might not ever come back in the cheese? Ru- rubbing salt <laughs> in the wound. <laughs> yeah, he looked really good. Um, and then just from the Knights, the pick of him was probably uh, best. Now, Crossland was just getting quick ball. He was straight to best, and best looked so big and powerful. Um, yeah, if, if I could eat my uh, words on that one too, because I thought. Best was going to lose a few stats early on with try scoring, but he looked unreal. The The winger for Storm, uh, Iaremia, scored a try. Mm. Yeah, so he's a big – if he gets that wing spot, teamless Tuesday. I think Remus Smith will slot back out there outside uh, Branko Lee when he comes back, though. But, um, yeah, he's chomping on the heels for that spot. Yeah. Uh, Andy, what did you make of Connor Watson? 
Yeah, for Watson owners, it, it was good because I also had my eye on him because you have all these, when you've got a few people you want to can, you sort of favour them when they're playing. Mm. He, he did take a few dummy runs, but he got involved in attack and defence. And he, it was a good a couple of tucker breaks here and there. So it was a definitely promising signs. Did go off after 30 minutes, but most of the team did. So yeah. nothing, not too much of a sign, but he looked a bit gassed. Uh, but like his first game coming back, against a quality Melbourne side where they defended it a lot. They yeah. dropped a lot of ball. They were on the back foot a lot of times. So I think for a for a, 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 20, a 300K player playing mid and hooker position, he's still going to score you some decent fancy points. Yeah. Do you think he might drop back to the bench in the bench position for a middle? Because I think he's too small. I think they would get more out of starting a big guy like the, both side feeties together. Because at the end of the day, when you're that small – you get a lot of petrol taken straight out of the tank. He would suit more coming on from thirty and playing the rest of the game. I feel. Yeah, but you still got you still got the same size of um, uh, Cameron Murray. He's the same size as him. No, he's not. Like, he's at least he's about six kilos less. Six kilos. Yeah. Watson is or Murray is. No, no, Murray's six kilos heavier than him. Okay, well, yeah, it it is a bit of a worry, but. I think O'Brien said he wants him to add, to play at lock, and he definitely wants him there at eighty. I don't know why he would sort of make porkies. Um, Especially coming off a, that serious injury, I don't know why they're rushing him so much. He didn't look like he was hindered at all. He was running like with great acceleration. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just, there is science. If he plays there, he, he could play for a bit. It's, it's, it is all smoke and mirrors, maybe. But I don't know. I see him playing thirteen. I see him playing minimum sixty minutes. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look as exciting as he has in previous years. Then again, he has just come back from injury. Mm. Uh, the other two things that I noticed, uh, the storm forwards, it's going to be a real battle for those minutes, which could now change just with Smith going in at hooker. But there's still, there's a lot of competition there. It'll be interesting to see who may get the uh, the bigger minutes there. And also just one for the black book, uh, Dom Young. He yeah, the English got guy. a pretty decent yeah. try. Um, Jamal Idris Klein. Plenty of outside backs for the Knights, but he seemed to have quality written all over him. Yeah, Corbs, do you think that, that switch with Finucane, because it looked like they always wanted to run one of the captains on the field. Do you think that will happen a lot with one of them starting from the interchange bench? Maybe, but you've got Munster. You've got so many, like mm. Jerome Hughes can lead the team around. I don't think that should be an issue, really. Like it's a bloke talking to the ref with that team. They've got so much leadership in there. Yeah. Also, Papi wants to take a leadership role as well. And he looked, he looked amazing. So I don't see that being an issue. But boys, Nico Hines is off contract. He is a first grader. He could make a lot of teams. Like when he came on, he was electric. He set up two tries. He looks dangerous. All he needs is one injury. And look, Munster has had an injury last year, but one injury, and he's in starting team, and he's doing well. Like he's he played well, he scored well. Um, it is an issue. He would start somewhere else. He would start another team easily as a halfback. Mm, I agree. And then the other, probably the other concern was Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce was nowhere in that game. Some of the kicks I, that he put out was was rubbish. I, I don't think he's going to have a good season. <laughs> I, th- I think there's a lot of head noise. I think they need to give him some time off. Yeah, just the the year, only one year contract. He's getting towards the end. I, I just, yeah, he's. We have to go back to the the thing that we started to start. It's just a trial. Yeah, like he could have just held back. You know, again, smashed at the start of the, of the game. He would have gone. I'm not going to put an effort and injure myself. Yeah, true. Possibly, and we they still don't know. They were getting owned in the forward pack. That's. I was going to bring up Tex Hoy, who was very quiet. But when you're on the end of that. You know they were getting barreled in the in the forward pack and just getting cut up the middle. But he had a couple of good touches. I wouldn't go away from him, especially considering who they've got in the first round at home. So, yeah, a pretty good game. But moving on, boys. So the next game after that was actually the Sharkies and Bulldogs, and kind of interesting because both halves in there really dominating and really touching a lot. And the first guy I want to talk to you guys about was was Chad Townsend, who controlled the game very very well. Pretty much did all the attacking kicking. Well all the kicking in general, because he did the goal kicking as well. Kicked a couple of goals from the sideline. And the Sharkies just looked on point in that first half. I'm not sure what John Morris said to him at half time, but they were shocking in the second half. But that first half, they looked like they were around six or seven. They were very fluent. Probably way Graham stood out. He's back to his aggression, aggressive best, really using the ball as well. Blake Braley, we're both big fans of him, Corbs, and he was electric in that first half. He really was. Yeah, well, he, he sort of came through and... Um we said that he's going to be get a li- little bit more upside with his attack, and that was the case, wasn't it? He was bouncing out 
and looked really good, just poking his head through plenty of times. I'll, um, I'll eat my words there. I was, I was off yours, but well done, you two. Good yeah, call. Good I call. think so as well. But yes. <laughs> Moiser was also, he's looking nice and fit. Him and Kennedy's got a nice little, they did the exact same play, Moylan to Kennedy to Ronaldo. It looked really, really good. Kennedy's probably one to watch. He's improved a lot from there last year. If you want a smoky wing fullback, and, he's, and Moylan kind of, if he's doing that injury thing again, mate, Kennedy was looking good on Saturday. Well, my terrible backs last year, I actually picked up Kennedy, and he started for me a couple of times. So it was pretty handy last year. And you're saying he's getting better than that, Len. So. Yeah, he's, he's improved. Like There's no drops from him. He, just, he was just really good in attack as well. But turning to the other side, quite interesting, Corbs, that you know one of your boys, Adam Elliott, you know, he's had a lot of issues off the field, but switching on to a left edge was just kind of interesting because he played very well there. But where's that leave Raymond for Taylor Mariner? Yeah, I'm not too sure there. But then I was thinking someone's got to play that edge. And then, yeah, I can't really answer that one. But he did himself no harm in going for or putting his hand up to get that edge spot whether it be left or right. He was uh, pretty handy. He just seems to offer a bit more attack uh, over Waddell. Waddell did get caught out a little bit defensively as well. So I think Elliot's probably winning that race for the edge spot, just going off the trial. Mm, I'm glad you put that post up on Jack Harrington. Him and Ogden got absolutely owned by Ueli and Woods in that first half. Like, they were not good. Yeah, well, mine was just purely based off the stats. But then, you know, you've got to play good footy to get those stats as well. There's a pretty good correlation between the two. Yeah. And he, he, like, even I was just watching his hit-ups. Like, he literally just runs up and not handbrakes it, but just as soon as he gets tackled, falls down. There's no post-contact. There's just no extra points there. And I'd... Again, I'll, yeah, stick by that post. Surely the ownership has gone down. Yeah, but the other thing with, with Bulldogs, they were just so predictable. Their plays was Flano first receiver to Allen out the back every single time, and it just got a little bit old. Flano got absolutely flattened by Wade Graham about four times. There was something personal going on out there. It was... Wade was very lippy on Saturday. Like, he was lipping off everyone. He was borderline grub. He was. <laughs> Doing something underlying. Poor Flano. Like, I was very big on him until I just don't think they're going to score tries. Like, he's probably going to have 600 kicking metres, but that's all he's going to have. Mate, he played in the, the Flano bandwagon now well, from that trial. We'll go to the Gold Coast game and I'll tell you why. But, okay. yeah, Flano is just, yeah, I, just, I don't see him now scoring many points. Like, He's going to score a lot of points from kicking in general play and then running all traffic at him. He's going to get a yeah. lot of flack this year. Yeah, and that was Lachlan Lewis, as I sort of talked about. And again, it could change round one, but he, all these big points were in a team that won back-to-back premierships with the Roosters. I mean, you were right on this one, Corbs. Yeah, I think, I think Flano might average maybe about... 45, maybe 48. Oh, you've, you've got to take your wins because I'm going to be wrong plenty of times. <laughs> Definitely. But a few names to Josh Jackson played in the middle there. So and he looked pretty pretty good in the middle there. Uh, Brad Dietz is probably a name to put in your little black book. He came in off the interchange bench as a hooker and they're short on a few hookers and he looked pretty scintillating out of dummy half. So it's a little black booker. But on the other side of things, for feeder, he came off the bench, played, played about 40 minutes. Wasn't as good as his all-star performance. He does, doesn't look as free as well. Something happened maybe during the week. But Magulius got a start. Was was good without being great. Connor Tracy definitely isn't a fullback. And I think one thing, a big trend for the Sharkies, is they love pushing the ball to the right. So I feel Nakora, Ramian and Katoa do not touch them because they're not going to see the ball. Yeah, I think I think with SJ not there, the the ball's not going to go that way as much. So I agree with that one. Yeah, but moving on. So sorry, the result was the Sharks were up twelve 0 and then the Doggies scored sixteen points in the second half to take the game sixteen twelve. So that was a good little result. At least they're on the board after a poor first half. But Corbs, the game that you watched was the Titans in the Warriors. So that ended up as a twelve all. The Titans were up twelve six, but plenty to talk about. And the first thing we'll probably talk about is Tino. Bit of a scintillating start. Actually, the whole middle, they were pretty good. Wallace and also Mo Fadawaka as well, man. Yeah, Wallace went back to clock. He, he was one that sort of caught my eye. I was like, oh, hang on. He got a got himself over for a meat pie, just good support play. Uh, Tino, great individual try. It was ridiculous. 
his performance overall was pretty good. And he just seemed to make easy meters every time. So those post-contact meters were um, yeah, just sort of adding up as the game went on. Yeah. Uh, Did you notice Adam, before that, the two plays before Tino scored, when Fafita ran over like four people and got them on the front foot? Like he's doing that a lot. I felt for Perham. Perham got... He got <laughs> owned. Yeah. Yeah, quite a few times. There was actually one really good shot from Ewan Aiken who got right under Fafita. And put him back on his um back on his ass. Was Aiken is renowned for a pretty good defence here and there. Uh, speaking of Aiken, he he was good. He had some he shots, just, didn't he? He's just a ball hog man. He just tackle breaks. Oh, I'm not sure how many he got, but he got a lot. That's what you um, want for a fantasy, a ball hog. Yeah, and uh, but then I'm not sure if Kenny Mamalo. I think this is going to affect him. I don't think he's going to get uh, very good fantasy points this year outside you and Aiken. Because he got 23 with yeah. 180 run metres this last game. Corbs, are you, are you surprised how many minutes Adam Fanua Blake played? He he put on some big minutes and he, it was looking pretty good. He gave away a few silly roll balls, but in terms of discipline, that was his only thing in the second half. Yeah, and that's always been the case with him. But he, he did look very powerful and strong and, and was put probably the only one that was putting his uh, hand up to sort of go toe to toe with the with the Titans. I feel there, mm. there was a couple of others, but Tohu Harris was sort of busy in there and looked to get fairly good minutes. But he just didn't have that big frame to take them on. He um, was consistent and made his tackles, but um, yeah, Adam Fanuel Blake had that bit of extra weight to take them on. Yeah, Fog- Fogarty, the main half kicking goals. Yeah, I, he. He's a good poker player because he didn't let that go in the podcast. <laughs> he sort of, uh, pointed towards Herbert. But, yeah, he was he looked like the main half. He got a good 40-20, busy all over the park. He's moved right up the list for my mid-range half. And well, I know you yeah. like him, TK. He's taken over from Flano for sure. I'm going to save <laughs> some money and probably get something a little bit. I just think Titans have more points in him, so he'll kick more. He'll be setting up more. So attacking stats galore. But just before we move to the Titans, just two things. With my hooker went down as well, it was Wade Egan. So he went down very early in the game with an arm injury. They're probably looking probably minimum of four weeks out. But the biggest thing was both Jazzy and Ciro, they both shared some time there. And the thing is that Jazz has had actual NRL games as hooker, and Ciro looked better than him. Jazz was doing some ridiculous things. Like, do you remember the one on the try line when you just threw it at Lisa Narmia? Like, Yeah, it, he looked a bit unfit. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't did. know if it was just me, but he doesn't usually, like, just for his frame, you know, yeah, Adam Fanua Blake, they don't have the uh, the athletic body <laughs> as such. But Jazz, yeah, looked a little unfit to me. And yeah, a, a he's few always, little he's errors. always like looked that. a bit unfit, though. Has he? Yeah. yeah last year, sure. he sort of looked a bit pudgy and just didn't look like he was that uh, streamlined athlete, like you're saying. Yeah. Siren and definitely looked better in hooker, though. I'm, I'm not sure what that says with Curran. That was, um, Mate, he was good. Josh Curran, he is a real cheapie too. I reckon he might be able to jag a bench spot, especially right now when the Katoa might not even be back. He, he was the best player on the field. He was like 300, no, less than that. It was just about 246K. Yeah, he was one that popped up over the weekend. I wasn't even looking at his name beforehand. Well, this is the thing. On the emergencies, you want people that are either making money or – if you run into trouble and you need him off the bench, at least they're actually scoring and they're not taking much of your cap. 246K, if he's coming off the bench and just say he's hitting 40 minutes and he scores 35 or something like that, he's only got a 3% ownership. You're going to make money and at the same time have a security just in case someone's out as well. So he really took his opportunity because he came back on because Jack Jack Murchie got knocked out as well. So he got a little bit extra time to impress and he scored this Beautiful try off Nicarima off a short ball. And Nicarima was really good as well. He had some really good touches. Probably the only worry is RTS was just outstanding. He was he was in the top three players on the field, but did you see how strapped his elbow was? Yeah. I, I, I did not until you pointed that out, but yeah, that's concerning. I didn't know anything about that. It looked crazy. It looked like he was really struggling, but it wasn't affecting his play. But there must be something underneath going on. So there's been no reports, has there? No, there hasn't been at all, which was which was very very interesting. But probably the other thing, uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla, he came on in the second half. Seeing his first touch, he nearly scored. He just ran over about eight people there, Corbs. 
Yeah, I like the other one where he used a little bit of footwork um, inside a bloke and had a good line break to then almost go close. But he he looks like he could be that um, impact player off the bench. And when you've got Katoa, who probably is not going to also see the 80 minutes, which sort of hurts because you, you want those powerful ball runners to play your 80. But unfortunately, I think they're going to get 60 max. Yeah, and I think him and... Him and Jazzy must have been hitting the KFC together, just the twenty-piece family <laughs> feed, because they are huge boys. Like he's a big guy. Surely Fenor Blake's in there too. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Kelly uh, Upperland's KFC sessions. Uh, the last, just quickly, Kelly and Brimson didn't really just sort of did their thing, but nothing outstanding. But I wouldn't yeah. read too much into that. Uh, Kelly, plenty of tackle breaks. Peach, you also had a little something on him as well, mate. Yeah, Peachy was so. I was sort of interested to see where his role would be. And when he wasn't named at 13, Tino took it. But he came on and played fairly big minutes for the troll and then played the last 15 minutes at hooker. So mm. he still had that 60 minutes or it could potentially get that 60 minutes. And again, with that duel at center, he is very juicy. If there's no hooker bench, if no Boyd on the bench and it's just peachy, yeah, I'd say you nearly have to get him as well. Yeah, he would okay. have to be in there. That kind of puts Rainey down as well. But the other guy probably probably off our radar totally now is Pat Herbert without goal kicking. And it just didn't seem like he's going to be able to rack up enough points to just to improve, right, Corbs? Nah, there's too much attacking weapons on the Titans. And I think they'll the ball will go to them before it goes to Herbert. He'll, he'll get a couple here and there. But yeah, your, your game plan's not going to revolve around Herbert with some of the strike they've got. Yeah. Also, one one last note, Kane Evans. He only played like 20 minutes the last 20 minutes. It was very, very interesting because the rest of the middles all kind of came on, if not late in the second uh, first half, early in the second half. So he was pretty much left right to the end, which was really interesting considering that Nathan Brown actually recruited him. He was one of the first ones recruited over, I'm pretty yeah, sure, last year. he was. I think he was the, the very first, I think, mate, by memory. But, yeah, right. yeah, that was a good game. That was probably one of the, especially the first half, that was probably the fastest game out of all of them. But moving on, Parra and Penrith played a very interesting game out at Penrith. Good crowd out there as well. It was tight for the first half, but Penrith just looking a little bit more fluid. Andy, you covered this game. What did you think of Jerome Luai? He looked great. He looks a little bit like bigger in size, but that first try that he uh, stepped Dylan Brown, and went under the post. Mm. He hasn't lost a beat from last year. He looks driven again. And just sweeping out to the left with uh, uh, Toto and Crichton. They just looked like a dangerous side down that left side. That left edge is crazy. That's one of the best edges I've ever seen, I reckon. So yeah. much talent. They're going to cause so much drama together. Because they're all tight as a group as well, those three. Mm. So I think they'll just favour that side and just... Get all these combinations, like just talking shit when they're off the field. So I think it's going to be very, very dangerous. Is it just me or is the left edge, it seems to be the strongest on every side and therefore the right side is usually the weaker. That's because people can't pass from left to right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I know. So, yeah, I was just sort of like noticed it pop up more and more just over the weekend. And because uh, who was the game today? The left edge with... We'll talk about it later on that again. It was just dominating uh, the right side defensive manly. It was yeah, crazy. With Luciana. Yeah, clear is yeah. clear is also in form for someone just in his first trial. He just controlled everything again. He's got a great try from Appy Corosio. Appy was on absolute fire. He was one of the was most on. impressive players from the weekend. Speaking of Appy, is it a little bit is it worrying that uh, he got taken off and May sort of hooked in for him? No, I think, that, like I think that was a good thing. Run the 80? No, I think that was nah. a, that was intentional. Just to give Mason minutes. Just for the trial, give him a bit of a rest. Yep. Now, special mentions to kick out. Again, damaging ball runner. He was on fire. He was playing with 13-year-olds. That's what he was doing. But yeah. Again, didn't play 80 minutes. It's another sign that he won't do that again this year. Mm. Now, he may have the odd game here and there, but like we said, like we covered on kick out, I don't think he's going to be that 80-minute player yeah. throughout the season. I think if you haven't locked in Brian Toho, you've really got to have a look at him. Like... He had seven runs in the first 15 minutes, and then Staines only had one. And there was one run where he beat like four players. He looked great on that left edge. He's going he's gonna to score some points this year. Especially yeah. outside Crichton and Luai. Uh-huh. I, th- I think he, like, he's just going to get a few 
tackle busts and breaks just uh, bringing the ball back because he does that side crab run <laughs> that a couple of the players we like in fantasy. Um, the the other one with uh, Momorowski and Leota both started. Yeah, uh, Momorowski played pretty much the entirety entirety of the match. I think he got a good sixty minutes under the belt. Does that say that he's got the centre position? Do you think? I think it's a he's safe pick, done. mate. I think that's to where they want to go. When you think the that N- Naden's out, and then you think May's more probably a fourteen as Andy just mentioned. So yeah, and Leota. Is he going to start? I always I thought so. 40 minutes didn't he, didn't he play? Yeah, his impact yeah, off the bench was going to be his downfall and keep him as that impact prop, but he brought the same energy straight from the get-go, so I was like, well, play on. Yeah, I think uh, what they got off the bench was Spencer Lino. Like, he was he was good. Like, he got yeah. the, the minutes that Leota got, and he, you know, that role you just mentioned about that impact role, he yeah. just took over. I think he's going to get 40 minutes. He was great. Do they look better without James Tarmel with the younger forwards having the high rotation around there? Yeah, well, on the field, it's just going to, I think for Tarmel, it's just going to depend on off the field because I think that's what he really brought to that team is just that stability and leadership. But, and Dylan Edwards had a bit of a 50 50 shock. I had a couple of good games, did. but definitely had a couple of bad drops. Possibly could could see Charlie maybe getting a step up and moving to fullback throughout the season if he keeps having a couple of shockers. Yeah, a bit of high ball problems. They dropped a few high balls between Edwards and Staines. That might be a bit of a weakness there this year. So something to watch there. But let's turn our eyes to Para there, Andy. Mm. Well, the biggest thing that caught my eye was probably two things. Reed Marty going 70 minutes and Ryan Madison switching to the left edge. What would you make I of hope, that? I hope that's not permanent because... He just he got taken out of the attack. Uh, you were saying the left side strong side, but Sean Lane usually on that left, and Madison just done all his work on the right side with um, Wonger and Fergo. So uh, he didn't look as damaging. Um, again, it is a trial. Maybe he didn't sort of put too much effort in, but I'm hoping because he's off contract this year. I'm hoping he's not thinking about that and not thinking about football because he was my number one pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. I'd be worried if that trial was anything to go by. Well, it was unusual because Maddo's got a right foot step. So why would you put him on the left edge? Uh, maybe it was to – maybe because he's a solid defender, Tom Opachik's on the left there, and he maybe yeah. just wanted to be, to stir that up against Panthers and see how he goes and ble- like maybe blood him into that left side, strong side. But I don't know. Um, yeah. Other Do, mentions, Moses was flat in the first half. He did well right in the second half, didn't he? He just he yeah, picked up a little bit. Yeah, it's like they found their feet. Dylan Brown was was really disappointing. He was on another planet. Solid defense, though. How many tries did he save in that first 30 minutes? It was mm. We were getting peppered by Panthers. Also, we <laughs> Paris getting peppered by Panthers, and they had that solid defense. Dylan Brown, he's just a defense machine. So, uh, yeah. How good Again, was that ball that he threw to Fergo? <laughs> did you see that one? Uh, no, I'm missing that one. No, sorry. <laughs> it was that bad. Fergo had to like superman. Oh, sorry. The, the, on the pass to the right, and he supermaned it and landed yeah. on the floor. He actually looked. Yeah. Dill looked great when Moses actually went off. That's when his last twenty minutes was actually really good. I tell you, you want to keep your eye on Isaiah Papaliti. Yeah, he was. He, he was busy. is such a workhorse, and he he has to make the starting thirteen sometime throughout the year. He's a workhorse as a weapon. So Who, who's most likely? To... Who's most likely? Lane. Surely Lane, second row, or, yeah, Lane, second row, or maybe he becomes a prop. I don't know. Maybe uh, RCG comes off. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a coach, but he needs to be on the field. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he will, especially during Origin, because Junior Polo is definitely playing Origin again, and then you probably lose Nathan Brown as well. So I think during that Origin period, he will definitely get a start. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Andy. He was very – he was, was really impressive with his work rate. So I think he's a, a, few people, he's a good one. A few people were bagging Fergo, but um, I think he – Carried off the off our own line pretty hard, so he's got a bit of drive back. Obviously, didn't catch that fl- flying Superman pass or the forward from Brownie, but yeah. I think he's got. I think he looks like he's still hungry. So it's, nah, nah, you're nah, off him. He's got nah, he, he had that last year. He, he's plenty of energy, but it just doesn't didn't transfer into stats. Effort, you don't get any points for effort. Right. I, I think he's he's an avoid. I got caught out last year, and I'm passing it on to those this year. Yeah, you pick him late in draft, or just avoid entirely. Just nah, never avoid entirely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sevo as well. Sevo was flat as a tack. He was he was on another planet as well. He got put they, into touch by little stains. That's how what he was doing on the weekend. They it's like they worked him out. They worked out how to actually lose his momentum, like take the weight off his feet and pick him up and push him outside. So that could be look for teams to utilize that. 
against Para. Yeah. Okay. For the most embarrassing performance of the weekend, you get a <laughs> South Dragons. Souths were absolute fireworks. To start with the rubbish Dragons, they are horrendous. Yeah. Like seriously, like I know they copped a couple of HIAs, but to be down, what was it, Corbs? Twenty six nil or something after twenty minutes? Uh, I, I stopped looking at the score after ten minutes. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a long night. There's a couple of weird ones. Just straight off the bat, Kerr on the edge didn't work. No. I, the lateral movement, he got caught out so easily. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you'll see that again. Tom Burgess was outstanding. Mm. He, uh, I think he had a point a minute for his stint of about 40 minutes. Uh, any outside back for the Rabbits, and it, this is the same for any of those teams that you think will do quite well, but I think Rabbits will. They're going to get a little upside with their attack. Dr- at, uh, bunnies were good, but Dragons did make them look good as well. Um, Egg on my face too. Big apologies to Latrell Mitchell and Katie Walker. When I made a big call, they couldn't live together. They can bloody live together, all right. They're going to be scoring plenty. How good yeah. they both look. They looked unreal. They look really good. Hey, Corbsy. looks really happy, really happy. In terms of like some of these, the guy that are kind of, this attacking style that they're going to play, right, they're going to put a lot of points on a lot of teams. Damien Cook scores a lot of his fantasy points from tackling. Are you concerned that he might not be as good this year because of the amount of defensive stats he's going to lose? You put this thought in my head the other night when you sent it through. I I didn't really think of that too much, but then again, I think it, it is he just going to distribute in a trial and just you know, he, he get looked, everyone else he involved? He looked like, like he wanted to. He looked, what's, he what's he got to prove? It's a trial game. I'm happy just to get through it. Yeah. There will be tougher games where Cook's going to be bought in. Again, like if you're winning by 50 points, let it sing. Let the backs, outside backs do their thing. Uh, I don't, uh, yeah, I, don't, I think the trial don't read into that too much. It's a, it's a long season as an 80-minute hooker, but especially one that plays for New South Wales. Do you think he might take his foot off the accelerator a little bit at the start of the year? Uh, I think they're going to be fairly driven this year, the Rabbits, just from the, a few interviews and whatnot. I think, yeah, they're, they're my favourites for the premiership. Cool. I think I said in my post, um, did we just see the premiers and the wooden spooners? And that's a, that's a dragon <laughs> think, fan. Yeah, you summed it up really well. But Corby, tell me your thoughts on the battle between Keon and Jacob Host. Who did you have out performing on that one? Yeah, a few of the listeners are still split on this one. Uh, Host was, both of them, I can't see a clear winner. Mm. I've just got Kalamatangi just offers a little bit more attack. I think they both weren't too bad in defence. No, no one really gave up um, or did anything too wrong. But yeah, I, I was still not sure. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Host is named. Yeah, uh, wouldn't be surprised. But all the male, all strong male, has been Kalamatangi to start on the edge. Well, I think Kalamatangi is the more talented of the duo, but Host is the more conservative. So I think from round one, if you put Host in, I think you know what you're going to expect out of him. I think he's not going to let you down. There's going to be some games when Keon might let you down, especially early on in the season until he gets adjusted. But his upside in terms of his attacking upside is much higher than Host. Yeah, and like I guess they've got a lot of tack. Do they need to worry about uh, another clink, uh, chink in their armour? Um, mm. If they just get a solid defender there, there's a defence sort of there, yeah. Well, Keon's sort of Walker. similar to Sua, isn't he? They're sort of a similar player. So it's, it almost makes sense to have a, a hosty as your sort of staple and then your, your fancy sort of second row on the other side. Mm, potentially, especially because I think host can probably protect his half a little bit better. He's a lot better defensive player. So, yeah, Andy, you might be right there. But probably the guy, Arrow, he's really going to falling down the, the, the pecking list heaps. He didn't come on until the second half. And to tolerant Burgess's performance, and plus Cam Murray's your best forward, where does he fit, boys? Like, he might... You know, people predicting he's going to be this 50, 55. I don't think he's going to get the minutes to score that many points. If you didn't know it was Arrow, you wouldn't have really worried about who it was in that jersey. He didn't really... Yeah, he's just another face on the field <laughs> towards the end with all the reserve graders on. Um, but we know what he can do. So whether it's just him coming back and just getting a few runs in the legs... Mm. Um, it's a wait and see for that one. I, I think he's not going to come back and start. He'll be one that comes off the bench. So he, he's one that you could potentially get later on the year at a reduced price once he comes back into 
may be starting. Yeah. Look, Bennett's not there for our fantasy team. He's there for to win a premiership. So he wants Arrow coming off the bench and just having that punch attack. He's going to do it, unfortunately for us. Yeah. All right, boys, moving on to the worst team maybe in the history of the NRL, the Dragons. <laughs> they they were bad. Like, I think they've got to get out of jail, Cardi, too. Corey Norman's suspended for the first round. If Jaden Sullivan doesn't start and just keep him in there, Norman is rubbish. Like, that's all I've got to say. I know that he's had issues off the field and all that, and he's probably distracted, but he's not aiming up. He, yeah. Sullivan just has a lot more effort, and we need effort at the moment. As a dragon, uh, but you're going to lose anyway, so you may as well cut him. That's what I mean. You can't lose like with Sullivan there anyway. Uh, I would be playing Sullivan over Norman. At least just give him a few weeks. Like, like last year, he didn't. He had the whole year. They didn't really punish him enough for poor performances. Just put him back in uh, New South Wales Cup for a good stint. Yeah, well, yeah. See, one see if he wants it. They sort of they kept him on like. One good game doesn't make make up for the shit last shit three games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, he he was poor again. Again, it was it was hard to be it hard to play well against a red hot Rabbitohs. Pawasa at starting prop. Yeah, then he got knocked out, which was un, unfortunate. So yeah, I know. But yeah, he, he's lost a lot of weight. But are you surprised he's not in the thirteen and he's in at eight because he looks really small. He'd be like 92, 93 kilos, I reckon. Yeah, I, I guess you, you play that similar style in the middle there, but I thought he was going to get that 13 jersey. Mm. 293K. That's so cheap for a starting prop. Yeah, definitely. Ram- Ramsey had a mixed night on the wing, but still seemed to score pretty well going off the fantasy stats page mm. on the NRL. I, I feel he will get the wing spot over Ravalawa just going off him starting. And when Ravalawa came on, I think he had two of his usual errors. Uh, yeah, Ravalawa made plenty of poor defensive reads uh, last year, and even another one the other night. Corbs, as a Dragons fan, how does it feel that your best two players and your most dangerous players are your two centres, Bird and Lomax? <laughs> like, it seriously is. Yeah, yeah, just early ball. Early ball to the centres. <laughs> Which Norman doesn't give. Bird got 50 minutes out, but that's a win. For all those at home. Yeah, he set up a try uh, too. He took a bit of contact too, which was good. I think he'll get lots of confidence out of that game. Yeah, and, and the big one, I think it's a big win for Pereira, who only got one try. All the traffic went down the right side last year. We've mm. talked about this one. I think he's going to get some extra stats this year with Bird being a ball-playing centre. Yeah. Um, he will set a lot up and get on the outside of his man or beat his man. He got that good try where he, he busts through and um, offload to Pereira for a try. Pereira's on uh, on par with his try scoring last year. He only got one last year. <laughs> He's so. already beaten it. Yeah, Pereira will benefit from Bird. Yeah, and the other guy was probably wrapped things up. Probably McCulloch. I think he's definitely going to be the fantasy god out of the Dragons because they're just going to be doing a lot of the tack- tackling. He scored really well. Year. I think it was like 58 or 60 or something, and he played 55 minutes or something. He scored really well, and it was most of it tackling. So. Yeah, Alvaro also 41 minutes too. Yeah, he was good, but just they left. They just had nothing in like, even Vaughn. Vaughn's was inflated because he scored a try. So they were just just absolutely ripped apart. So I've got nothing good to say about their middle. Nah, we'll move on. Yeah, I think so <laughs> as well. All right, next game, more. It was actually game of two halves, and it was the the Cowboys versus the Broncos. So the Broncos actually led good. this at half time. It was a really good game as well. So the score at half time was eighteen six to the Broncos. Finished up 34-18 to the Cowboys. So they still can't get on the board for a win. They couldn't even beat a Queensland Cup team last week, the Bronx. But an interesting first half and the one where the Broncos, uh, actually a few injuries out of this game as well. Thomas Flegler, he had a shoulder injury. It looks like he's had a recurrence of that injury. So he'll go for scans on Monday, which is shocking news. But let's start with the Cowboys because we we had plenty of off-air chats about this. Valentine Holmes was the first one I want to talk about because started on the first half, left wing outside Hammer, and then second half, he moved into the fullback, and he looked like vintage Val from 2018. But, Andy, what did you think about Val? He did look good in the fullback position. Uh, it looked, again, he did versus B-grade Broncos side, so it was a little bit tough to sort of compare him to Drinkwater, but he definitely looked a little bit better. Uh, I'm worried because uh, everyone picking up Drinkwater as a winger fullback well, you were saying he scores better at half. Mm. So maybe it could be the guy. 
and he's a kicker too. So I was off him at the start of the season, but and then I was on him, and then I was off him again when he's on the wing spot. But he looked amazing in the in the fullback role. Um, yeah, to pick up Drinky, you've got to have him at five eight. Don't pick him up if he's a fullback. He's just not going to score or, enough points. Or have him in draft. But other things, Reese Robson was quite good, popped out 55 minutes. Ruben Cotter started in the middle, late scratching of Jordan McLean and defensive kind of dynamo as well. Lolo was good without being brilliant, but the other dilemma, we were just kind of speaking about it, was the drink water, Clifford and Morgan. What would you make of that, Corbs? Yeah, I I think the best team for Cowboys has Val fullback and drink water into that 5-8. Uh, and Morgan... I think Morgan plays his style of game just a, a better than uh, Clifford game. So I, I just, yeah, I don't think Clifford's going to make the team if they have their best spine with those three there. Yeah, he walk off with a limp too, so it might be a bit of a whether it's a, a cork or something. But... Who was that, Clifford? Yeah, he walked off, and when Drinkwater came back on. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Francis Molo, he was an absolute weapon. He was running it so hard. I honestly think if he if he's starting eight this year, he could be a bit of a, a pod there. Yeah, he's got that leg speed. It's gonna be interesting what they do when Jordan McLean and also Josh McGuire come back. But you're right, he's he's definitely explosive. Really, kind of compliments Lolo really. And the other player who came on second half, Isan Masters. Yeah, he's got a good try, he, didn't he? He could have made his force his way into that centre spot. Mm, I agree. Back in King, um, ran a couple of holes, so he was good. Back to his Tigers days, really, wasn't he? Like a little bit of a pinball, just smashing it out. But on the Broncos side, they started – also, sorry, before we move on, they also had Mitchell Dunn, Corbs. He started on that right edge. He was quite handy. Yeah, he looks to have locked – everyone was banking on Gilbert to maybe take that spot. And from our podcast with the Cowboys, we thought that was going to be the case. But I think Dunn's got that one. So, Gilbert um, got injured, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out for the first four rounds or so. So Dunn looks to have that one. Yeah, he's got a try, a nice little off, uh, chase off uh, grubber kick from grubber Morgan. Kick, yeah. And then his defense was quite sound, and he can use the ball a little bit as well. So he's got a little bit something extra. But moving on to the Bron- uh, Broncos, they lined up Jordan Ricky on the right edge. He got through a monster of defense. I reckon he made about 30 tackles in that first half, and they pulled him off. Love so, a boy for you. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's pretty Ricky. He's going to, yeah, he's going to break a lot of hearts this year. Because he's just going to absolutely just score 80s for me in, in fantasy. Well, this game, actually, I've got a new love affair. Oh, God. Who? Terps. How oh, Terpin. Yeah, he? he was good. He He's what Broncos missed last year. Their attack was abysmal, but he was just directing them. Nah, quick, he was quick good. Quick play the balls, quick off the mark, running, and even with uh, having a good little combo with that Croft try. That was beautiful. Yeah, I thought Crofty yeah, was better too. Didn't really steer him around the park quite well. I, I saw an article today, Kevy's was leaning towards uh, Dearden and Milf for the round one. Dearden and, and Milf together as a pair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there was no Croft. But Croft, oh, I'm with you. I think Croft didn't do himself any harm the other night. That was the best probably... That's the best he's played for, for Brisbane on the weekend. He was good. Yeah. yeah, he was missing last year. Yeah, definitely. But Terps, I think Terps' biggest thing is him just staying injury-free. And then not signing Cameron Smith. I think that's, oh, his that's, big... that's a big worry. <laughs> I've got him on my draft team. I'm like, Piss off, Cameron Smith. Just Who, who's the bench half that could come on? Corey Pakes. Yeah, well, okay. They might He's carry Crofty as half. well. I think Croft might drive that 14, maybe. He has played 80 in the past. So I, don't, I don't see him not, but he is a very enigmatic sort of energetic player. So mm. he might sort of tire easily. Definitely. And then TPJ was good without being brilliant. And then Lodgie as well. He got through some good minutes. Both of them looking pretty fit. But the two that probably stood out, especially in the first half, was Tessie New. And yeah, he had, weapon. Yeah, he rebounded. He had a really bad trial against that Queensland Cup team. But he played really well. He had a good hold to score that first try. He gave Hammer plenty of nightmares in that first half and just looked like a real centre. And then Jermaine Azarka, he set up two tries from that first half as well, kicking goals from everywhere. So he was good. But Corbs, they definitely had a different second half. Yeah, I'm... I'm... I don't know whether to pick those two. Just one because they had inconsistencies just in the last fortnight with New and Asako last year. We all know that he can have his ups and downs. But I was also just looking at um, just back end of last week, the games, the first seven rounds, and Brisbane have probably one of the hardest runs to start off. And you, you would think if, if they've got those tough games, the outside backs aren't going to see as much attack as they did in that first little stint. So I'm wary of those two. I know they're cheap and, yeah, I don't know about them. 
Mm. Um, I was until I saw their draw, and that scared me off of them a little bit. So beware of that one. If there's That's someone a... else that you're thinking of, maybe just look at their run. A little tip there. He's, he's still very cheap at 264, but you're not wrong. If, we, if he has a very slow start, he's not going to make any coin. Yeah. Interesting one. That's a good pickup by you, Cobbs. Finishing off, boys, is the last game we saw today, Manly versus the Tigers. 5 p.m. Look, it's a pretty good atmosphere out there. I think they've got six or 7,000 out there to Leichhardt. Look great. But first things first, left edge, Luciano Leilua. We mentioned, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, we mentioned him on the Tigers podcast we did, what, last week. But he's gone up to another level. He was he was scintillating on the field, Andy. Uh, he just looked like, like, I mentioned on the comments, he was playing hot potato. He just didn't want to hold on to the ball. Just offload, offload, offload. And they, every offload turned into a line break and a try. He is going to be dangerous as... I think they should, as another comment on uh, a listener, sorry, uh, he should definitely stop, get Joey Laylor off the field and just have him inside, and Tommy Turlio outside him and then just go with those two because they were going really good. Yeah. Now, credit where's credit's due, Corby, Luke Brooks. Oh, yeah. A- well, we, we talked about him, just he had potential to step up and didn't he step up today? <laughs> I, th- I think the big thing that caught our eyes when we talked about him Previously, was just he's he's got money to make, and you you want to look for those value players when you're picking your mid range, and we know that he can do it. And today he, he was on fire. What was the stat that you he gets one rattled out. off the no. try assist? Oh, yeah, he had three try assists last season, and he had three uh, hands in three tries this one game. Three try assists for a halfback like that's ridiculous. And he's goal kicking. We- yeah, so with Chanel, with a few uh, hemi injuries, which is never good in a half. Lachlan Lamb, who probably had the chance to be that dominant half without Kiri, didn't really step up to the plate. And they were sort of the two that a lot of people were going with in that combo. I think Brooks comes in at that sort of value halfback. I know that we're, there's a bit of upside with Fogarty and Townsend and also Flanagan, but just with those cheaper value picks, mm. I think Brooks sort of wins the race now. Because um, he ticks all the boxes, effort. doesn't he? He ticks every single thing that they tick, and it's probably a little bit cheaper. And you just think that I think he's got a few better players around him than Flano does, and he complements yeah. his spine a little bit better. But this is the first year of him kicking. Oh, I heard that stat. He hasn't kicked before. Yeah, he hasn't. First year, and he got five out of seven yeah. from the sideline. He looked real good. And then the other guy that came on, Dane Laurie, boys. Like, oh. what do they do? Like, I know that it was a reserve, half a reserve grade team from Manly, but. He was he was outstanding there today. I think Moses Embi is in big trouble. Massive. Yeah, that was, a lot of listeners, maybe in Tigers fans, were just rubbishing Umbai and wanting Laurie in at that fullback spot. But he, you what? Like defensively, he was actually quite good around the line. He got in there and um, yeah, stopped a couple of sort of half chances uh, on the try line defensively, and then attack. He offers so much more than Umbai, and that's what you want now with the the rule changes. When it was a bit more free-flowing, he just kept popping up. Yeah, I think there's going to be a game, though, where he has a shocker. He's a rookie fullback. I want to know what the Tigers fans, how they react to him when he has a shocker, because it will happen this year. If they're supporting him, I'll back the decision. But if they're going to turn on like they do on Moses Umbai, then shame on them, because... That's not being... What about when they did a standing ovation like they won the grand final today? <laughs> like, do they uh, not have any success out there? Well, actually, there was 10% of grand final tickets was bought uh, about an hour ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, boys, sticking to the Tigers, nice little duel, Jacob Little and both Jake Simpkin. Both look really good out there. But I think maybe long-term Jake Simpkin, but for right now, Jacob Little doing his job, and that's all you can ask from him, making all his tackles, did a couple of really good darts, Came on like that last 10 minutes, he was really, really good as well. So that's being a good dummy half. So you just got to lock him in. Yeah, they're both money makers. I discussed a little bit of this uh, online with a few listeners. The With the little, you know he's going to make money. And if you were to um, purchase the Simpkins as well, I've just gone with little at the moment. I haven't got Simpkins in there, but you know he's going to get a run at some point and he'll probably take the reins later in the season. So, yeah. A, a few straight pe- swap later on. You know, well, yep. a few people are going with both of them, which I, I can see. Fair enough. But um, I, I'm just going to go with Little at the moment. I don't think Simpkins will get enough time to make his price rise too much. No, that's a fair point. call. 
Corbs, what do you make of your man Stefano? How many minutes did he get, and what do you think of his impact? Really, he didn't get many minutes at all. I'd probably had maybe 15, 20, not, not a heap. I got him confused for some other big buffer that came on. But there's so many in the same numbers, and was, we got caught out the first game. I thought Walker put the kick up for Suwali in that uh, North's first Raiders game. We got corrected pretty quickly. So, yeah, I, I don't think he, he, he did enough to uh, sort of just, yeah, he just went through the motions, didn't he? He didn't do anything too exciting. He, he does look like he got a few post-contact metres. I did hear, though, last week in his trial, he made 27 tackles and made no misses. So, um, Do you have him on a Google search, like every time there's an alert that someone's done something on Stefano, <laughs> that it, you just get a I- message? I really wanted him to do something like really awesome today and just go, yeah, Stefano. But he, yeah, he just went through the motions today. I think he's just getting geared up for a big round one. It was all the back, it was the back sort of game. So there was so much try scored. The forwards didn't really have to do much. So they didn't really shine. Even I was watching Twile, he just sort of went through the motions. Yeah, he didn't do much at all. Uh, just to finish off with the Tigers, Andy, Adam Dewey, he looked really good when he came on. Unbelievable. Yeah. So he's really sort of going to work his way into that new role of his and he even when Brooksy went off he sort of took control of the team again again played against a b-grade b-grade second half side mm. but he looked really fresh and kicking goals as well so if for some reason Brooks gets injured he's, he's a goal kicker winger fullback dual position half so he could be on a lot of people's teams yeah not much to love from Manly but a few players did stand out Josh Shush was the first one he's yeah his short kicking game was really good he's got a nice try with some good footwork at the end but he was a standout, and especially the biggest thing out of this game is Cade Cuss got injured as well. And when you think at training, Lachlan Croker got injured. So right now they've lost two hookers. So boy, that- yeah, your boy Alloy uh, told you. <laughs> Did not really tell you, but he said he was training there. Yeah, so Kieran Foran might be the last man standing, and then Josh might just automatically get that 5'8". And he's at 246k. He could be 40% ownership by the start of this season. Oh, he has to be higher. But yeah, I was thinking that too. That's surely how it's going to fall, isn't it? If if they can't start. Well, both of them got... There's only two weeks before the season it's, starts. It's a scary thing though. If you pick him up, he might only have two games until Cade comes back and then gets down to the bench again. Or he plays out of his skin, they win both games somehow, and then he stays on the field. So it's a bit of a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other two, who are we locking in for the second row spot? Davey or... Davey has to be the guy. Gazowski. He was on the field for two minutes and he already done more than Jack Gazowski. Yeah, Jack, Jack had a good start. He made that good break. Probably the only thing that probably I'm wary of is he played on the wrong edge. Like the right edge is taken from Ciro. So why would you yeah. make him trial on that right edge? I think he's backing up Ciro, not competing with Jack Gazowski. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. It's a tough one. I guess that we'll have to wait to team this Tuesday. But mm. whoever, I don't see uh, if Davy makes it, I, I pick him in my team and pick him up. He could be good. But if Gazowski um, makes it, I don't see him as a fantasy scorer. I'm not going to stay clear. He's not very busy at all. Ben Travojevic scored a nice little try at the end too, which was good. So it's good to see yeah. him actually pop up on there. But Tanila Paseca, he was real good. He got some good minutes too. He played thirty minutes straight, and he outshone yeah. Marty Tapao. Marty Tapao was very disappointing today. They need some, someone to stand up, and he did not. We've all predicted that. We predicted his minutes was going to drop again. So with Pataniel Paseca being the man mountain he is, he, he stepped like he was 80 kilo. It was ridiculous. Um, and again, he looked like he was playing 13-year-olds. So, yeah, he, he looks, looks real strong. Could be a massive pod. Yeah, and our mate Josh Alloway, he got booed every time that he touched the ball today. They were very personal out there today. It was like a grand final. Yeah, the Tigers fans... The beer shed was definitely open. There hasn't been much to celebrate over the last couple of years, so look, give it to them. Um, Harper, Morgan Harper wasn't um, overly exciting. I know you mentioned it, Andy, with that centre duel. Playing fullback could have been a handy little pickup, but he didn't really do too much to excite you. Yeah. yeah game one on the back foot after getting smashed, though. I think you, you can't really excel when you're getting beat 52 to 10. It's very hard to shine uh, when you're covered in shit. So I think um, he could have a bit of ball potential. He should, did show glimpses, um, but yeah, still a bit of a watch list, I reckon. If, it could be a, a good little pickup. Um, it's, it's a risky one, but worth a shot if you want to take it. Yeah, and just Jimmy the Jet actually scored a try today. Looked dangerous. Oh, 
Have you got an egg on your face? Again. I was meant to how many, how many shit calls have I had over the last he, week? Uh, he I, I, I think I have to pick him. He looked good today. Is, are the Tigers kind of like, they did play Manly's reserve grade. We've got to remember Yeah, this. I know. I, and we said that at the start. The trial games, you can't read too much into it. Get, get a little bit. Yeah, there's plenty of things that I'm not sure. 25 break even, 336k. He's looking looking the goods. Yeah, avoid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. We did, egg on your face. <laughs> we did well to cover out those eight games. Hope you enjoyed that. Please j- jump over to social media, guys. Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook's back. Twitter, Talking League One. Please leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate those. And just remember the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps. That's open now. So 500 bucks cash prize for first place. It's also free to enter, so head over there. This week on the show, we'll be wrapping up our teams with Penrith Panthers with Cameron Serraldo. We've also got wing fullback positional. We've got middle and edge. So plenty of content to wrap it up before we smash it into our next week. But boys, any closing remarks before we leave? Oh, how good's football? Dragons can't get any worse. It's <laughs> only up from here. I thought Andy was going to tell a joke. Nah. <laughs> All right, listeners, it is bye for now.